and this is the patience of the saints, those who keeps the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Keeping the faith comes by revelation knowledge, and revelation knowledge by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches the deep things of God. You're listening to the Faith Campaigner of Christ, keeping the faith of Christ in the community of believers. believers. Blessed be God for eternity. Blessed be God for eternity. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Today I will be sharing on dealing with ungodly counsels dealing with ungodly counsels. Each time a man attempts to make decisions or take actions, it is backed by a counsel. And this counsel can either be a godly counsel or an ungodly counsel. So reading from Psalms 1, from verse 1 to the end, you will see that the Bible was trying to make emphasis on ungodly influences, ungodly paths. It shows us that an ungodly man cannot be as a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. So an ungodly man cannot be fruitful. But the Bible describes them as chaff, so they will fade away. That's why when you read the last verse, verse 6, it says that, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So there is an emphasis that that way will fade away. So now going back to verse 1. For us not to walk in the counsels of the ungodly, the psalmist went further to explain. He says that standeth in the way of sinners. So the first description of the counsel of the ungodly is that it is it is sin conscious, consciousness of sin. And the second description is that seated in the seat of the scornful. So ungodly counsels will tend to to bring you to a place of rejection, a place where you are turned down, a place of disrespect, a place of dishonor, a place that creates an identity that makes you a ridicule of men. So we see that ungodly counsels do not capture the integrity of God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15 verse 22, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established in the multitude of counsels. We must be careful of counsels because counsels are how a man's life can be driven. Proverbs 20 verse 18 says it again, every purpose is established, established by counsel and with good advice make war. With good advice, with good counsels, we know that life is a battle and that's why the scripture is saying that with good counsels we should fight our battles yes now before you are able to attain good counsels godly counsels you must first deal with the ungodly counsels so here it is here you start knowing people who are sitting in the seat of the scornful people who are comfortable with sin who do not who are not fruitful you can discern this by their words, their speakings, their actions, what they write about, what they keep posting or talking about, their ideology towards life. 
the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Proverbs 12 verse 5, The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit, deceit, manipulative, beguiling. There are times that, or most times that it is difficult for one to break out from ungodly counsels. Why? Because of the relationship he or she has with that person. What I mean is that their counsels are ever steady in your heart. Close friends, best friends, they are all good. There is nothing wrong with it. But there are times that you will need to move forward. There are times that you will need to take decisions. There are times that you will need to take actions for your destiny. And those people around you are the ones that um, hold you back from moving forward. To be honest, it is better to stand alone than to stand with the wrong people. Life is ruled by influences. And no matter how strong or how smart you think you are, your life is a product of cancels that you have received right from when you were a child. Now we must go back to the scriptures. The same Psalm chapter 1. Now from verse 2 it says, But his delight, that's blessed is a man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Then that says, But his delight, that's in verse 2, is in the law of the Lord. In the law does he meditate day and night. This means, this means that your heart must be set above the sphere of influences, the sphere because if your desires are not set beyond men, above men, you will be caught up in the influences of the counsels of men. One thing you must note as a believer is that ungodly counsels tend to manipulate a man. This was how the devil beguiled Eve in the Garden of Eden. And this was also how the devil came to tempt Jesus, but Jesus overcame. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus answered and said to him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So this is Jesus trying to give us a clue that a man's life, a man's heart, a man's desire, just like Psalms 1 verse 3 was trying to say, that the man that doesn't follow the way of the ungodly is a man that delights in the word of the Lord, that delights in the law of God, that meditates on it day and night. So Jesus is trying to now open that scripture and tell us that man shall not live by bread, but by the consciousness of God's word. So that's the first step a man must take to dealing with the counsels of the ungodly. You must set your desire, your heart, above the sphere of influence that is around you. Now let's continue verse 5. The devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge consigning thee. So, we see a scenario whereby, because Jesus talked about the word, the devil now brought the scriptures, the word, what is written, to tempt to manipulate Jesus. But Jesus, understanding that this was a manipulation, manipulation attempt, gave it back to the devil from the word of God, that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So, if Eve, as you mean Eve, man in the beginning, had had the understanding of this, the devil won't have beguiled Eve 
to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So the second thing is that you must understand, you must descend the manipulation of the devil. Remember when the scripture says that the devil will come as an angel of light. It doesn't mean that he's an angel of light, but you must be able to uncover him, to know his manipulating strength. Now let's continue verse 8. And the devil taketh him exceeding to a high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms and the glory of them, and said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said, Now this, this is what happened. Jesus rebuked him and said to him that, For it is written, Thou shalt worship only the Lord thy God, and only him shall thy serve. So this third part, it is on this basis that you can be able to resist, that you can be able to rebuke that you can be able to overcome ungodly counsels and not be forced or compelled to make decisions that take and take actions that are not coherent with God's agenda for your life and destiny. I remain the faith campaigner of Christ. Be God-fident. Be God-fident. Blessed be God for eternity. Revelations 14 verse 12 And this is the patience of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Keeping the faith comes by Thanks for listening. Visit my blog for more details. The spirit, for the Spirit searcheth the deep things of God.